Hi, and a really warm welcome to today's podcast, which is another episode in the Adaptive Work Skills series. I'm Chris Watson from Endor Learn and Develop, and we're a specialist provider of behaviourally based learning services. Our aim is to deliver practical ideas to extend the performance of people. have a look at the origins of mentoring and find out a little bit more about how it works. Mentoring can often be defined by the nature and the intention of the relationship. Its approach comes from the uh, Greek mythology and uh, mentor was Ulysses' close friend and before setting off to Troy, Ulysses asked mentor to take care of his son Telemachus and prepare him to become a wise king. So mentoring is all about helping people to develop more effectively. It's a relationship designed to build confidence and aid the mentee's development. It's a one-to-one -one relationship as it has here and the mentor invests their time, knowledge and energy to ensure that the mentee can reach their full potential. And it's for this reason that the mentor must have experience that's relevant to the mentee's situation. And that can be management experience, life experience, but there has to be some, some level of uh, capability and competence. It's a, it's a learner-centered, a learner development process, and it's a relationship designed to build confidence and, and, and provide support. So it's this opportunity to exchange wisdom, knowledge and experience, acting as a, a role model um, to help them, uh, help the mentee investigate and explore how they can resolve issues um, while building their confidence and, and their capability. However, that does mean that there are two considerations which arise from these points. One is that there are implications for the mentee's line manager because a mentor-mentee relationship should always be outside of the formal line manager relationship. So how is that managed? Uh, what gets shared with the line manager and what doesn't? We will explore all of these in, in further videos. There are also questions over who gets selected and matched up. Is it exclusively high potential employees? Is it people who are struggling? Is it some groups of people who are on a fast track? Um, how do you identify where the biggest value uh, will be? And again, this is something that uh, we will take a look at. In terms of principles though, um, it needs to be, the mentor needs to be someone independent. So as mentioned outside the normal chain of command, they can't have a vested interest in their immediate work performance of the, of the learner. This isn't, as mentioned, about results as such. What it is based on is a greater level of experience and knowledge, albeit not necessarily hierarchical. It is useful for supporting high potential, uh, but not always. Uh, and also maybe those new to a managerial role or perhaps developing within a, a very specific category or field. Critical though is that this is a non-judgmental approach. Mentoring is about encouraging the habit of self-reflection. 
you know, what can be taken away from something that's perhaps gone wrong or something that wasn't uh, fully realised and what can be improved next time. It's likely to be a very holistic um, way of developing people. So it looks at the whole person. As I said, just to sort of conclude this bit about principles, it's important to address the fact that this isn't a power relationship. And that's really why it's best that the mentor isn't the person's line manager. The relationship's one of equality. It does have a natural bias because perhaps of seniority or greater experience, but the aim is always to support the growth and increase the empowerment of the mentee. The responsibility for learning, progress, and the, whatever results come out of it ultimately rest with the mentee themselves and not with the mentor. Okay, and this brings us to the end of this short podcast. Many thanks for listening today, and I hope you'll be able to tune in again soon.